You are breathtaking. <laughs> Thank you. Now don't stay up and watch scary movies, okay? It'll give you nightmares again. So what do you want to do? Santa is Ricky, why can't you just leave me alone? He's such a jerk. Don't hang up on me. What was that? There's something there. Ashley! Are you hiding? I'll find you. Don't worry, I'll protect you. Playing Sega Saturn tonight, guys. It's gonna be fun. Welcome to Recap and Gown, a podcast where four old millennials talk about the high school and college movies from back in the day when we were high school and college students to find out what made the grade and what should have been held back. Representing the class of 03, I am your co-host Crooks. Joining me this week and every week, he sings like an angel and drinks like a fish, the class of 04's own Big Hearn, David Oscar Hernandez. What up, Dave? Not much, man. Someone stole my lunch right off oh, the front no. porch today. Oh, what'd you order? I had Jimmy John's because oh, I, f- I felt like a, I felt like having a beach club on wheat. Mm-hmm. Like, oof, mm-hmm. can't wait. And it said, "Oh, here." Uh, I checked the tracker. I'm like, "It's here." So I go outside. Nothing there. Oh, the fucking worst. So I'm like, "Is is the tracker off?" So I called, and they're like, "Yeah, they, they, we, we 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 left it right there. We have a picture of it." That is, and you are you are out of luck. Oh, so, there's nothing worse. It's not, it's not ideal. Um, uh, it's happened once before with an Amazon package. Luckily, that was just a hot sauce order. Um, <laughs> and, the, and, 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 and the person who stole it opened it up, saw that it was hot sauce, and threw it out the window. And someone grabbed it and brought it back to my house. Well, that's so even worse. It was, no, well, get, get this. Happy you got not, it back. But... Not a single broken bottle. Wow. Amazing. Was it at least like fun, kind of obscure hot sauce, or was it just like some Frank's original red hot sauce? I think it was. Oh yeah, it was uh, buffalo sauce from Anchor Bar in Buffalo. Okay, well that's which is rare stuff. Stuff I'm not finding at Jewel. I had to order it from Amazon, and they sent it to me. And then someone's just like, "Oh yeah, iPod or sorry, iPad, whatever." Can't wait. Hot sauce. (laughs) iPod. Fleh, fleh. Some asshole behavior. 
Jesus Christ. Uh, Flying solo in the Lone Star State, this podcast chief babysitting and trivia correspondent from the class of 01, Dana Griffin. What up, Dana? Uh, not much. No one stole my lunch. We Thank had God. chicken. We had chicken tenders because we're not full-grown adults. So that's what we had mm. for lunch. That's Listen. chicken fingers. Oh, sounds so good. I, I made I'm, some in the air fryer tonight for dinner. I'm having a maraschino cherry and a slice of orange for dinner so yeah mm. you guys hear the the ice clinking around in there it's not he's not having a fruit salad no, 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 no. <laughs> uh this week we're talking about better watch out from 2016 uh it's a time warp and this is also our christmas special so merry christmas motherfuckers yeah yeah uh, yeah mother had a great christmas um <laughs> we're, we're in the time machine so we're doing this before christmas but i got what i wanted question mark i i probably yeah, I can't believe that thing happened yeah. at that place. Um, this movie is free to watch on Prime or Philo, if you have Philo. I don't know why you'd have Philo unless you want to watch uh, Love After Lockup. That's like the only thing you would want to get Philo for. But if you have it. Don't know what it is. There. Don't know what it is. Don't want to know. It's the creme de la creme of garbage reality TV. Mm. Um, the synopsis via Rotten Tomatoes. Ashley travels to the suburban home of the learners to babysit their 12-year-old son Luke at Christmas time. She must soon defend herself and the young boy when unwelcome intruders announce their arrival, and that is not what this movie is about at all. Hey, um... That's what the first act is kind of about. No, that's the thing. If you're watching the first 20 minutes, sure. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would good- say they're doing a solid to the movie because yeah. the movie does want you to think it's that, and then it is not that. Uh, Dana, if you could give us a rundown of who is in this movie. Sure. You're not going to know anybody. I knew a handful, and I'll, I'll call where you might know these people from. Um, first up, playing Ashley, is Olivia DeYoung. I'm gonna, it's probably DeYoung. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. I'm going to say that J is a Y. Yeah, that mm-hmm. sounds, sounds very, very Dutch. Um, Levi Miller is Luke. Ed Oxenbold, maybe? I think Oxenbold? so. Oxenbold. Is Garrett uh, Alex? Boy, I, I miss Big Sis on this one. Pronounceable. <laughs> <It's laughs> I, I think it's Mickich. Alex, Mi- uh, uh, Alex Mickich. I think it's okay, Mikich. is Ricky? This is someone you would know, but you wouldn't recognize his name. He plays Billy on like season two and three of Stranger Things, or maybe that, just season that two. That might come up in our uh, deep dive. Huh. Oh, oh, my bad. Sorry. <laughs> the Cray Montgomery. It's a craw. I don't uh, know. The fuck I'm not sure how you pronounce that. Name. I don't know. Sorry, I'm cursing a lot already. Mm-hmm. Um, Patrick Warburton, Putty, Putty. is Robert Lerner. Yeah. Uh, Virginia Madsen is Deandra Lerner. And that's really it. Everybody else is just scary movie girl, Christmas yeah. carol, carol, police officer, boy, girl. You know, it's no a very, no very, of- very small cast. Yeah. Virginia Madsen's like, I was in sideways. God damn it. What the <laughs> fuck am I doing here? She, she also, was in the original Dune. She was in the original Dune. She looks very much like a real housewife in this movie. A like the way they have her. Yeah. yeah. Well, and you know. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let's go around the horn and give some memories of the first time we saw this. If we have any from before the pod, Dana, you? I don't have any. Watching okay. for the pod. <laughs> Dave? <laughs> I took a break from watching football yesterday and decided, let's do it. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Um, for me, like we went to my in-laws for Thanksgiving and one of the things my wife and her dad do when they're together is just like search for a random movie and sit down and watch it. 
doesn't need to be a movie they've heard of or like something that they've been meaning to watch. They was kind of like pick a genre, find a synopsis that sounds kind of appealing and just go with that. So I was uh, doing some work down in the basement and uh, came upstairs about 30 minutes into this movie and we watched the rest of it the day before Thanksgiving while my mother-in-law was making all kinds of food about 30 feet away. So mm. at least I've seen it before once. Uh, well, most of it. Um, Dana, did this make the grade for you? Should they have held this back? No. <laughs> no. Just no. Just no. No. Wow. Um, my notes are, I hate this movie. <laughs> Why? Like, I, uh, insider stuff, folks, we obviously have a text thread, and mm-hmm. it was about an hour or so into this movie, which is only like an hour and a half, and I was just like, I hate this movie. I don't even know if it was an hour, but no, I hated this. It fails. I didn't like it. Like oh my it. God. Dave? Um, it's my least favorite genre of film. Yeah. Horror, attempting to be horror slash suspense, whatever you want to call it. It's, it's a thriller. I give it a little bit of props for the twist that we'll talk about. Mm-hmm. That did not see coming and i'm like this mm-hmm. is a complete this is a completely different movie yeah um the acting um who was the little boy levi miller yeah, Levi Miller. um he did a real like norman bates sort of uh uh billy loomis yeah like soft talking like clever but it's nothing special there other than oh. you know the interesting craziness um and uh no oh my god it's just, no it's listeners i, I probably didn't give it an, an, enough of a chance because i can't i despise the genre but um the twist was interesting but uh, beyond that didn't do anything for me uh to dovetail on what dana was saying about our text thread i was very confident you guys were going to enjoy this movie um mm-hmm. When I watched it uh, with my, my wife and my father-in-law, I'm like, there's a, a, a couple of very good performances in this thing. The suspense no, is not. well done. No, uh. like, I thought the suspense was good. I was, I was into it. Um, we, all three of us were into it. Like, I don't think we even said anything. We we're sitting there taking this thing in. So I'm like, I found a great teen-focused Christmas movie for the podcast. And it turns out y'all fucking hated this thing. Um, yeah. yeah, for me really well done like genuinely enjoy it like the suspense a whole lot two thumbs up fine holiday fun um do you have any fun facts about this before we get into the recap in the segments i didn't even bother oh my god the imdb trivia the slap in the face care the only the only piece of trivia that i have and i found this out kind of backwards i was i was looking up somebody to do for the deep dive which dana spoiled and yeah it's all right um I, I wanted to look up who was the, the lead role. And I'm like, oh, he's Australian doing an American accent. That's kind of neat for a kid his age. And then I looked it up and legitimately everyone in the movie that's not, you know, Virginia Madsen and David Putty, they are all Australians doing American accents. And I didn't mm. catch a hint of that where I'm like, oh, this does not seem like your real accent. They all did a good they, job. They, they, were, they went like, it's Christmas. Christmas time. Uh, yeah, it's, it's June. It's Christmas. <laughs> it's June. It's June here yeah, because that's how our seasons work. I, oh I, I God! I, I mean, like uh, bad New Zealand there, Dave. Sorry to. Beard, beard, like a... beard, 
Dude, My God, I, I'll tell you what. I know we have at least one uh, Australian listener because the ladies who um, host the Friday Night Wine Fight podcast, who are from Melbourne, they they listen, and so they're probably deeply offended. I understand. So, I'm sorry, but, ladies. Yeah. No, apparently they had two choices to make this movie. They're like, you make it in South Carolina, we'll give you a budget of a half million dollars, or if you're willing to do it in Australia with Australians, three million dollars. Hey, hey, so they said, hey, money. yeah. And you know what? They, they found great actors who got wonderful performances out of it. Let's jump into this recap and segments here. Um, Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I want to start things off light. This movie's heavy. And we're going to talk about the plot here in a little bit. But I wanted to start off with kind of, this is the part of the movie I did not watch the first time around. I, I, was, I was downstairs graphic designing while this part was going on. Um, Luke's parents have an empty, soulless marriage. And the fact that I'm saying that as like the light part of the movie kind of hints, you know, gives a hint to where we're heading here. Yeah. Um, the mom hates the dad. Like she hates his guts. It seems like she's like mad that she married him. Kind of feels like she yeah. settled for him. Um, the first time we see David Putty, he's really sad that his ornaments aren't on the tree. And he's got like a box with like sawdust in it to keep them safe or what have you. And this leads to a whole thing where the mom thinks the dad is gay because he cares about his ornaments. I'm like, that's a little bit know of a time um oh, he he gave me beta cuck vibes oh yeah he's um, he's a beta cuck a beta milk yeah. cuck for sure and she's a proud alpha yeah so that's yeah. a it's a tough uh tough situation for him yeah uh pw because that's what i just felt like writing my notes uh you know petrol corbin pw uh-huh. um P-dubs. is doing some weird voice like he's not doing his normal like just yeah. deep voiced he's not from it's trying he's trying to be like oddly formal i was like literally i was like what 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 are we doing what is this what are we doing here he made it he made a choice and i don't know why you hire patrick warburton to be patrick warburton like i don't know it's like hiring vince vaughn you hire vince vaughn to play vince vaughn i'm not sure either does the hey putty thing or it's the joe swanson kind of screaming uh, from family guys sort of thing yeah, those are your two modes that's what you get so he was just like let's let's slow it down a bit it's the yeah. holidays and i'm getting paid what triple scale to hang out in australia and i'll be mm-hmm. in two scenes yeah maybe yeah. he's, he's we'll in see. he might be in a total of seven minutes of this film yeah, yeah. yeah he's so. also like hella creepy to the babysitter yeah 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 you're so beautiful oh he's like you are breathtaking yeah which i'm like first thing he says when he opens the door and then he's like oh i I heard you're leaving us to go to pittsburgh um and she's like yeah and he's like did i give you permission real flat and she's like what it was weird yeah he smiles it was i you know I, I did take note of that, and I, I kind of feel like it's just sort of, he he's very much like a henpecked, kind of like a, a broken man by his horrible wife, I think. <laughs> so he's just trying to, he doesn't know how to flirt anymore, 
And it's a little bit like Eugene Levy last week. You're talking to a girl you should not be talking to. Like you're 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 saying inappropriate things. It's not great. Um, As in Naked Mile. I'm pretty sure. Didn't we do another? Yeah, oh yeah, the Outsiders was last week. We are yeah. They are everything is all hibbly jibbly here. Um, the the last thing I want to say about the parents. Um, they're making a conversation when they leave about how much the mom hates the dad's tie because it is like a novelty Christmas tie. And so I, they're going to some kind of an event. She's in like a cocktail dress. So it's probably like a fancier dress affair. So then he takes it off and puts on another Christmas novelty tie to kind of, you know, what kind of a dude he is. Um, when they come back at the end of the movie, the mom is also telling him how embarrassed she is that he wore that tie. So in my mind, they spent the entire night like bickering about this shitty tie he's wearing. And he's just like, well, I like this tie. Like, I don't want to tell you. It's, it's one I'm wearing. Sure I thought I that like was it. pretty clever. And yep. I'm the only one. So mm-hmm. um, clever. That. What's clever about it? I, I also just wasn't paying attention by the end, probably. But she also, I didn't write it all down. I just feel like to give you guys a sense of saying, like, they hate each other. This is a yeah. horrible marriage. When he's complaining about his Christmas ornaments and doing his whatever weird voice he's doing, she says, you sure you've never sucked a man's cock? And then he proceeds looks around. to go off. He looks around like, well, how sure am I? Mm. Yeah. I was like, whoa, whoa. And there's also a line earlier where the kids are trying to decide if like watching a scary movie would be a good idea when the babysit- babysitter comes over. Mm-hmm. And I believe the friend, the nerdy looking friend says like, fear makes girls wet. So there's a lot of this mm-hmm. unnecessary, and I'm hey, I was cursing up a storm as we started this episode. There is a time for vulgarity, but it was just like hitting me. It was just like jumping out of nowhere, and you're like, "What the? What do we do? Is this not, is this what they think of Americans?" Um, yeah. That's what Americans are like. <laughs> like we, 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 we all have guns. Shit. We all do fucked up shit. Yeah, well, the guns that's part. What they think no. of us, but. I, I'm I'm very confident that when I was 12, that's how my friends and I would talk about girls without knowing anything that we're actually saying. Like we're mm-hmm. saying words that we think we're supposed to be saying. We don't know what the fuck that means. Like I have no idea what the fuck I'm talking about. But that yeah. I think that that rang true to me. Um, last thing I wanted to point out about light stuff. Um, did y'all notice how high the fucking doorknobs are in this house? Yep. Yeah. Every fucking doorknob yeah. is like face height to these kids. That's what led me, like, they didn't film this in America. Because, like, even yeah. in, like, Great Britain, like, everything's high. Which, I guess, makes sense for, like, trying to prevent... Actually, I don't know why they do it. But I'm like, maybe it's a way of, like, preventing no, kids we from do sneaking it, out. We do it but. low here because of the Americans with Disabilities Act. Um, oh, ADA, I thought of that. Okay. Yeah, yeah like, new, new construction built after a certain time has to have, like, doorknobs accessible for, like, people who are little people, people who are in wheelchairs and can't reach up high, that kind of thing. Um, so I was like, is this house just super old or was this movie filmed in Australia? And turns out, yeah. Both, both are true. It's it, Well, Australia now, that's not the way new houses in Australia okay. are, but it's an old house in Australia. And that's yeah. how it was done, it I guess. Convenient. It looked insane. It, it it's, just, it's I so would convenient. love it. I yeah, would, I would, I would like it. it. My kid would hate that. But yeah, yeah, I it was. I think the first time I noticed it was there's a shot where you see them open the front door, and I'm like, your peephole is right next to the doorknob, <laughs> like they're the same fucking height. So yeah, that it it was just very weird to me to watch them like the kids 
reach upward a little bit to open doors was fucking weird. Spend 30 um, or 40 grand to import some American goddamn yeah. doors. It's goddamn right. Yeah, now, exactly. I, uh, I had this whole segment planned for us to all talk about how much we liked Levi Miller here in the movie. Turns <laughs> out I'm the only one. Um, I, I, oh. I legit felt like this was one of the most chilling psychopaths I've ever seen on film. Like, scary? No. He's scary. He's scared. Mm-hmm. The, Dana, you're not scared about this fucking kid? No. He oh seems God. like a little... No. There was nothing menacing about him. My notes Dana, literally went... <laughs> he murdered a lot of people. Just because you murdered some... I didn't believe him. I knew that gun was empty the whole entire time. Spoiler alert. Oh, I didn't um, know that. I could just sense it. Again, Let's so like... face with a gun a whole lot. So. Yeah. So there's a lot of things <laughs> that were like... Uh, my notes literally went, this kid does not have what it takes to pull this off. Have you seen Macaulay Culkin in Good Son? That yeah. motherfucker was terrifying. Yeah. Well, terrifying. And I, I believed he killed those rabbits. And he pushed his sister off of whatever. Like, it was... Cliff. Yeah. I, I'll tell you. You know, I, I thought about Macaulay Culkin a lot in this movie. There's some homages to Home Alone that happen in here. But I also mm-hmm. thought about The Good Son. And there was a, a couple of moments where he has just no remorse for killing somebody. The first kill, he doesn't have he any didn't. like... He didn't. Because he's a little kid actor who's like, I didn't have to do it. I just have to say these lines. That's honestly how it came off to me. I'm just saying these lines. I have no feeling about wow. it. Wow. Yeah. yeah. When he, when he explodes that dude's face, the first one, and he comes <clears throat> triumphantly running down the stairs, excited about like how cool it was that his face blew up. Sure. I'm like, okay. Yeah. I'm thinking yeah. to myself at 12, and I'm like, oh, God. Like, number one, I've made a huge mess in the house. Number two, I've killed a man. No, the more like, chilling so reaction. That was. No, no, no. Like, not his, like the, the fact that he was excited was almost, like, wrong. To me, there's, like, the more chilling thing would have been if he, like, come down the stairs and was just like, huh. Hmm. It wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. Like, you know, like there's, a, or he just, like, I think to me, there are, there are things that he did that I was like, no, you, you would play this more flat. You'd play it more underhanded. Like the type of lunatic or psychopath they're trying to present it has a flatter affect. And well, that's why it wasn't. What? He does that for some of the kills. When he kills, mm-hmm. when he, when he kills um, Jeremy with the, the riding mower and the noose, like he has no reaction to that at all. When he kills, he when he, he had a little he, smile on his face when he was driving. A little, a little like, smirk. Look at me. He's like yeah. honk honk. A little smirk. When he <laughs> when he kills um, Ashley when he stabs her in the neck, like he again just kind of gives her a kiss on the head. Good night. So he does have that flat effect some of the time. I am shocked that no it's, one's like this is a good performance out of this. No, kid. he it was like hit or miss. It's like it. It was too inconsistent. Like they, he either needed to be like an over the top, like, like it was never. I don't know. I just feel like I, don't, I don't know. I would have. I just wow. did. I wasn't buying it. I didn't love his motivation because in some hands he's just like, oh, it's creepy psychopath who kills, who mutilates animals because we've been told that's what like Dahmer did and all those other dudes and other times. The McDonald Triad, yeah. Yeah, and then at other times it's. <laughs> Well, I love her and she doesn't love me. And that's what, you know, it was just like. I will give you that. The motivation, the motivation was off. Um, Especially when you consider the fact that he clearly plotted all this out way in advance. Like the, the way the movie presents it in the first act, 
which I'll, I'll get to the plot here in a sec, but it's very much like he thought he was going to be able to seduce her and score and then he couldn't. And so like, he kind of went off the deep end there and then things kind of snowballed, but he clearly plotted everything out way in advance. There's a, a catapult in this movie that they use to break a window. I don't know why they have that in the backyard, but I mean, like he clearly like pre-positioned it in a certain way and they wrote a note on the brick and I have to assume he built that catapult for this event. I'm not sure why else you'd have one of those in like a suburban neighborhood. Um, he saran wrapped Ashley's phone before tossing it into the fish tank. So again, you had to think this through before you actually pull that off. Uh, he somehow tied a noose and attached it to the riding mower before dumb, dumb Jeremy showed up. So that yeah. was some, some forethought. And then there's a part in the beginning, which is, I, th- I think the first home alone homage, where he's releases like a spider that scares Ashley. That's yeah. like 10 minutes after she got there. So he, mm-hmm. well, he went into this whole thing with like a lot of this stuff pre-planned out, which to me, fucking calculating. That, that, that gives me the chills that a kid is 12 years old planning out all of these things at like 3 p.m. That's malice. That's malice of forethought. Malice and especially forethought. When, when, when that second guy came over and he's like, she wants you to write a note. Yeah. Write the fucking note. I'm like, what's yeah. this for? Oh, wait a it's, minute. But yep. it's also so, obvious. So, like, it, I know. I know. It, well, it's obvious to it us that not dumb as hell. Jeremy's dumb as hell. A person with ordinary intelligence would pick he's up. like, duh. You know, well, listen. Is that what he sounds like? Yeah, I just meant like, it's, like, it wasn't like, as a viewer, it was never, nothing ever really surprised. Like, obviously, like, oh, the first, the actual plot, the first act isn't the actual I'm very thing. very surprised. Oh. oh, okay. I was like, oh, that's, okay, okay, okay. And then from that point on, once we learned, like, oh, he's a little fucking psycho, psychopath, I don't buy it. <laughs> I was just like, oh, I get it. And, like, the thing was, like, for me, there's at some point where she says no to him and he doesn't shoot Ricky. I was like, there's no bullets in the gun. Like, it's just like, I've seen enough. I've seen too much. I'm, I'm hard to shock anymore. You know what's shocking? Season finale of Succession, man. Oh, that yeah. blew my mind. This yeah. movie? No, not so much. I, I'd also so say, I, I think it was just episode five of Yellow Jackets. Shocked the fuck out of me. That, mm. that, that had me thinking all kinds of things. Um, such a, but literally but, all my notes just kept being like, I'm sick of this fucking kid. He doesn't have what it takes. This is too much. This is over. It's just like they pulled all the horrible, everything they've seen in pop culture that a psychopath does and like put it on this kid instead of picking like one version and like writing that through. Like That's it was, true. They really could have given him just like make him Ed Gein and just go that direction. Like all that. That's tough. I understand why it's tough, tough for a 12 year old. No, it's it's tough to be original because they all go by that triad, whatever you were saying before. Donald Triad. All those things in some form or another end up in all yeah. serial killer or mass murder cases and light yeah. fires you kill animals. That's it. There, there it is, and 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 they're, and they're just like, so who can we kind of blend in and sort of uh, give them that 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 sort of a vibe? It's a little bit of everybody, and he's just the and the fact that he wants to end up at the at the end of the night, just you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How the fuck do you explain Baby Angel that? Sleeping. But yeah. we'll, we'll get to that later. Well, the, I, the way that I, ended. What the fuck? I literally just found another note that said, I hate all of the choices this kid actor is making. Oh, yeah. even the voice cracks? I hate, I, I literally. The voice but, cracks. Every time this kid raises his voice at all, he comes off like squeaky voice teen from The Simpsons. 
Maybe I am not giving little Mr. Levi Miller his due, but I just did not buy it at any point. I will say when I, when I was looking up his IMDb to like find out who he was and everything, it did say that the critics did like praise his performance in this movie. So you are the critics. This movie movie was not released wide. It made like a hundred thousand dollars. I think it was like 27 grand. It made no, 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 no worldwide. Money. I think worldwide. it made like 126. Yeah. Okay. Well, well, noted critic Jay Sherman enjoyed it. Um, I did want to. Dave got that. I will okay. uh, give a quick. It rundown. stinks. There you go. That's what I think. That's, that's, that's what I think. That's the critic. Yeah. I'll give a quick rundown of mm. the plot. I told you guys last week to watch this before listening to the episode. If you didn't, let me kind of clue you on what happens here. Um, this kid, Luke's parents, are out for the night. They're at a Christmas party 12 miles away. We know that because he keeps looking at his phone to like find out how far away they are, and they're not moving. So they go 12 miles away, and they set the party all night. Luke has a crush on the babysitter. He has his dumb buddy, Garrett, try to scare the babysitter so he can be the hero and impress her. Their oh, plot- Garrett. Oh, yeah. Garrett, no. no. Their plot gets found out um, because they weren't that great at plotting. They, they thought they were, and they kind of fucked up. And then Luke ties up Ashley and then just like goes on a killing spree, basically. And that's, mm-hmm. that's kind of the plot. Um, so I told you guys, I missed the whole first act. Um, to tell you guys when I came upstairs, I came upstairs right as Ashley was like coming to. Okay. So, like, After being pushed down the stairs? Yes. The first thing oh, yeah. I saw was Ooh. her like waking up tied to the chair. Um, so the whole first act is a completely different movie uh starts off with these two doofuses hanging out um you know like i said it reminds me of being that age there's a part where uh garrett gets caught cussing and has to like try to cover it up in front of his mom in front of luke's mom and like i remember that feeling very well of being like oh you heard what i said this is what i really meant it wasn't that and it's like no you're a dumb kid who can't lie well and you got caught cussing um as we said Luke wants to find out how to impress girls. Uh, Garrett's playing video games. Like, it's very much, I remember being that age and this kind of being what it was like if, like, me and Eric Bramble were hanging out together on a Saturday night or whatever. Um, One of you was looking at porn, the other was playing yeah, video games. Yeah, pretty much. Sweet. Um, our video games that sounds good. like a fun night. It yeah. was probably, like, 1080 snowboarding, which is not a good game, but we all thought it we're was We're playing good. Sega Saturn tonight, guys. It's going to be fun. <laughs> Bushido Blade. Yeah. Um, so the babysitter gets over. Uh, Luke is trying to put the moves on her right away. Like he he thinks he's being very suave. Uh, releases a spider to scare her, and then like tries to be the big brave guy who doesn't kill the spider. Just like puts it into a jar and takes outside to release it because he's not afraid of anything. No, that's a mixture of bravery and being like you know kind of. I also feel for animals, you know. Yeah. I, I don't need I don't need to kill it. You see, yeah. you slid it outside, right? Yeah. yeah. Meanwhile, there's snow on the ground. That spider's gonna die. It's gonna die. <laughs> that spider's gonna die. Mm-hmm. Um so then uh this was something that came out of fucking nowhere. He's just like he you see him pop up drinking champagne directly out of yeah. the bottle. Some champagne? Mm-hmm. Some, yeah, some champagne. Um mm-hmm. the gall of a legit child just like walking around the house drinking champagne out of the bottle and trying to look suave. I'm like, this is, you're, you're really going for it. And he tried to impress Ashley by saying that one time he and Garrett drank a whole bottle of champagne and Garrett threw everywhere. And I'm like, talking about how you and your buddy split one bottle of champagne once is not going to impress any girl that I know. 
maybe because sure. I'm old. I don't know. But at the time, I don't think that would have been like a, a hot pickup line for a girl that you got really hammered off of a half bottle of champagne once. Pretty cool. Yeah, right. Pretty cool. Uh, they put on a scary movie to watch. Um, they do plant the seed for this, like we said in the beginning, where Garrett tells him that the best way to like get a girl interested is to have her be scared around you, which I don't think is a real thing that works, but dumb teenage boys would think so. Um, so your body, when, when, okay. you're when you're uh, scared, uh, mm -hmm. your body releases dopamine. Uh -huh. Same thing as when you're excited. I'm like, okay, dummy. Yeah. Um, Doesn't feel so, the same way though. So, so, so I'll scare then sploosh. Yeah. That's yeah. pretty much what he thinks. I, I, will, I will scare this full-grown woman ashley and then it's just sploosh city for the rest of the night yeah um, full grown she's well like she's 17. 17 yeah to him that's full grown though I mean, it's a five-year age gap at that age she's a goddamn adult okay. um it did it was weird to me that ashley came to sit essentially one inch away from him on the couch watching this movie like yeah. that and she i'm not gonna oh boy there's no good way to put this like i'm not saying that she deserved what happened to her by any means but there was a part where she said, like, oh, if I was your age, I would date you. Like, knowing that he has feelings for her already. Like, don't say shit like that because you know I, he's going to handle it well. I thought she was trying to be nice. This is She was. I just feel like, I think that's, like, a, my big problem with this movie is that, like, there's a lot of, like, misogyny that drives me up a wall about this movie. Yeah. And, again, it's, like, pick attack. Is the kid a rampant incel misogynist or is he a psychopath? I was waiting like, for someone to bring up incel because that's entirely oh, the first thing that I thought. Incel. Everything that he said. He's like, yeah. it's like, you can have any guy that you want. It's like, well, I don't want just any guy. It's like, well, all the guys want to fuck you. He's like, I, I don't want to fuck yeah, them. He's like, that. so his assumption is she's popular, so she wants to bang everybody. Yeah. But in his mind, he says, like, yep, that, that's the way it is. If you're popular, you're just out there banging. That's part of the deal. And, that, and, and, and I'm not, so I need to kill to get again i think i think I this this has a lot to do with his age if he was like 15 these feelings would not make sense but considering he's 12 i don't know at 12 how much interaction you actually have with like real teenagers unless you have an older brother or older sister uh he's an only child so to me it could be very much that like he doesn't really ever talk to real teenagers at all. And a lot of this is like what he thinks in his mind that they're really like, and I, I mean, he just, he's just missed the mark entirely with this poor girl and yeah. doesn't seem to catch on at all. And as a result of that, he does attempt to sexually assault her. He like, there's a lot of like ownership and and I think yes. like, that's where I just like, again, like, I think if we could have taken the gross misogyny and again incel like behavior out of it i think mm -hmm. i might have enjoyed it more but like it lost me when he was like you will talk when i tell you to and i was like oh yeah. bitch that uh, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm gonna bring that up in a sec okay sorry <laughs> you know, that's that's part of that's part of the second act and i think the first act they do a pretty good job of showing you this kid who's kind of you know, embarrassingly lovesick, but mostly harmless and just kind of embarrassing watching him, you know, go out of his way to try to get this girl into him when she's clearly never going to be into him. Um, the, the first kind of turning point is when he just 
like mounts her basically and tries to make out with her and she's like dude fucking no we're not doing this but even then she it's almost like she's embarrassed for him it's not like she's mad at him or like you know yeah. unsafe it's more like god this is going to be an awkward night now because of what you just did no when when the when it, when, it, when it's all first starting and she yeah. first gets gets tied up she's like hey i'm giving you a way out untie yeah. me we'll we'll figure this out we'll forget and we'll clean everything up we'll act like it never happened yeah obviously that goes away pretty quick but uh, yeah and, and, yeah she's I, I can see that embarrassment that you're talking about 100 percent. but that yeah. goes away quickly it, it doesn't last <laughs> um the the end of the first act for me is there's a full-on invasion hoax here which i thought again was like well crafted um took a lot of planning uh he you know even had the spider come back in this part to scare ashley in the attic to give them a reason to leave the only safe place in the house because like they're up in the attic, the killer doesn't seem to know that there is an attic or how to get up there, and so like, you guys are safe. Wait for him to leave. He's not going to be there all night. At a minimum, wait for your parents to get home. Like, this is fine. But then he scares her with the spider. She almost falls through the hole to like fall back down onto the first floor. He saves her as the hero. Like, this is a a lot that he's doing to try to like make her think he's cool. Um. Garrett, his poor dumb buddy, is just walking around the house holding a gigantic shotgun for a long time. Like he's menacingly slowly walking around the house. He is a, a great wingman for his dumbass friend. Yeah. Um, did you guys know that was Garrett, or did you fall for it and think there was an intruder? I, I told you the one part about the movie that where I give it props was the twist. Yeah. I had no fucking clue. Yeah. No, I thought that this was a real creepy home invasion happening until yeah. until it wasn't until it wasn't <laughs> until it wasn't uh, no when did you know I'm at curious. one point i was like did these fucking idiots plan this and i was like oh really idiots <laughs> okay okay <laughs> it's it was just like too complicated you know yeah. like i don't know i don't know i i like i'm i pride myself on being able to predict what's going to happen in a movie so like I, I make sure to write it down, my guesses. I don't put timestamps, but maybe I should. Um, but <laughs> That's I was too much work. Like, don't do that. Yeah, like it's it was just like a little. It was a little too convoluted and complicated. Like if his goal was really just to try to scare her and prove he's a big man, like you don't go this far. Like it was too. It was like homeboys walking around, like stomping around the house, throwing bricks through the wind, like doing all this stuff that like. Yeah. If it was like I don't know, it it was like a little too weird. And then if you think about it, considering the other stuff he does later, it's just all so like. If you knew what you were gonna wind up doing the the further thing, like I don't, I don't know, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, there there, was... there are there are some plot holes there where it's like, number one, if you thought that your original seduction with the champagne and the pizza was gonna work, you wouldn't plan anything else out. I could see how she takes a phone call from her boyfriend. Um, and I think in that moment, he's like, well, what I did didn't work. Time to go to plan B. And get Fuck Garrett you. Over. Yeah. Well, let's yeah. go to plan. Let's, let's go to plan F for and fuck I, you. And then that part, I'm like, all right. So the Garrett stuff makes sense. What doesn't really make as much sense to me is what happens in act two. Um, I feel like there's a moment where Ashley, they're in the closet. Ashley recognizes that Garrett has on um luke's mask which is how they she finds out the plot 
is you know all uh. the big big fake out she delivers a brutal verbal takedown of this kid like i mean she tells him that he's messed up that he needs to go to therapy she's gonna call his parents like all of this is accurate um yeah. which to me this feels like his villain origin story moment where it goes from being like i'm in too deep to like i'm a bad person doing bad things now because yeah. he just walks out and pistol whips her in the head with a gun. She goes tumbling ass over tea kettle down the stairs. And uh, that's where part, you know, act one ends. So we lose some time. She passes out when he hits her with the gun. Then he drugs her with Oxycontin, we also find out. And so, yeah, so she wakes up um, tied to this chair. I'm going to assume that maybe like an hour has passed. And then this time is when they plotted out all the other things that he was going to do. Yeah. I'm going to give it that kind so. of grace. No, no. Five minutes. I think his thing was like the second, I think if we want to give him the credit of being so calculated where, okay, I'm going to try the champagne thing. doesn't work. I'm going to try to scare. It doesn't work. I don't think he like, cause what you see the rest of the time, he's not like making that up on the fly. Like it's all, I think it was like, Oh, none of this is working well then fuck you now we're now we're doing the other yeah. plan now Boom. like i i think as soon as she's done. tied up as soon as yeah. she's tied up there is there's no getting out at this point like it's but he thinks he can so that that's the thing where like the whole entire time he's like oh we're not gonna get caught i figured it out like uh, like i think it was okay i'm gonna try to play nice and try, try to play nice in his mind of i'm gonna try to seduce her by watching a scary movie i'm gonna do this thing with garrett and then it was finally like all right gloves are coming off I'm, yeah. we're, we're doing this like yeah. i'm losing my shit and now like and because garrett's very surprised but i think that kid was like i, I got contingencies I, I mean do you imagine if those original attempts had bore some fruit and yeah. for whatever reason she they start making out or whatever does the rest <laughs> happen after I don't. I don't think so. I think no. I, he's I think, ready to go the whole way. Just to, I want the rest. Everything that happens after. Yeah, I, I think if he she, wanted it. If she goes for it, I don't think that we get the rest of the movie. I think if she's yeah. like down to clown, I think at that point he's like, "All right, great. Like mission accomplished. I get to bone for thirty seconds, and that's going to be great because he's twelve. So like, it's yeah. not going to work. But I think that, I think that in his mind, like getting her drunk on half a bottle of champagne and watching a scary movie is going to get the job done. And then when it yeah. doesn't, I think there's that moment where she, she calls Ricky. Um, Ricky is her boyfriend. They are kind of on the rocks because he wanted her to come over that night, but she has to babysit or whatever. So they kind of have like, you know, your, your standard teenage, not break up, but break up situation. Mm. I think in that moment, he thinks that it's, it's your green light. And then when he calls back and she answers, they're like flirting on the phone again. He's like, okay, so like you guys are back together. Fuck. Now I have to scramble and like make everything else happen. Um, I don't think he has to scramble because he has Rohypnol ready to go. He does. That he got right? from the playground. The playground. Is... So that's like, there's just certain things that like he <laughs> was ready. G- like I, I think, think... GHB, isn't Rohypnol a pill? Uh, it can come in liquid. Can you it, it, too? Like I think there, it, it was definitely like a liquid. I'm yes. gonna have my way with you, and you're gonna forget what happened. Yes. Kind of drug. So like I think again, like I think 
while it pains me to say this about this kid, because I don't think the actor has the chops, uh-huh. but the character, I understand what the, the writers are going for is he is ready if at any point any one of his plans fails. He yeah. has backups. He's thought yeah. it through. I'm sure there's some drawings somewhere, some files, there's some search history he's got to scrub, but he yeah. is ready with plans if anything even- fails. It could even be if it doesn't go exactly the way he wants it. If something happens, mm-hmm. but it doesn't go exactly that way, it's like, I wanted it that way. Fuck. And then, <laughs> then, and then everything else happens after that. Yeah. That's what I, it, Jesus. You know, they have, they have a moment that is, I think, the first of several turning points. They play Truth or Dare. Um, <laughs> yeah. This, before, I, there's, a, there's a, a number of moments where I'm like, all right, put a, put a flag here because he's, he's going deeper and deeper into his like dark psychosis. And Truth or Dare is like the second moment. The first is obviously when he pistol whips the girl down the steps. Mm-hmm. But then when they play Truth or Dare, uh, Garrett dares Luke to grab Ashley's boob because, of course, and I think at this point, Garrett is like, oh, we're both having fun here. Like, we're both, mm-hmm. we're, we're, we're buddies, we're doing stupid shit. I had a crazy friend when I was about this age. He would have done shit like this. I had a crazy fucking friend. He's a chef now, he's doing well in life. But, like, great. I had a crazy friend who, like, would have been right alongside these two dudes. Like, yeah, grab her titty. That'd be funny, right? Um, oh, I thought you meant oh, duct taping and, and drugging no, if, his no, babysitter. Not that, but if he came over in the middle of it, he wouldn't be like, what the fuck are you guys doing? He'd be like, all right, let's have fun. Let's do this. It's going to be great. <laughs> like, I had a crazy friend. Um, Luke then asks Ashley how many guys she's had sex with, but she's a virgin, and he does not believe this because her ex-boyfriend... She's popular, Jeremy. and popular people fuck. Well, also, Jeremy That's apparently told the whole town, fun. including the middle school, that he was fucking his <sighs> girlfriend, which is wild. Jesus Christ. Um, then Ashley asks Luke, and this was, I think, she had a number of moments where I'm like, this is a smart play. She, I think, Garrett, Luke picks truth, she asks him if he ever told Garrett that he killed his hamster, LeBron. The fact that hamster name was LeBron, that was kind of funny. Um, which jumpstarts the break between them. Because this was very much Bart and Milhouse. Bart kills Milhouse's goldfish, tries to convince Milhouse he's never had a goldfish. Yeah. <laughs> That's basically what this was. Why did I have the bowl, Bart? Why did I have the bowl? <laughs> Why did I have the bowl, <laughs> This was the same thing. So, like, oh, man. He, he obviously told Garrett that, like, the hamster, I think he said the hamster, like, got out and escaped or whatever. Like, something out the window. Yeah, but yeah. He, he killed the hamster. Garrett is, like, sincerely shaken by this news. <laughs> like, he's, he, he breaks. His character is broken for a little while after this. Yeah, not your homeboy tying up a girl and, no. like, knocking her down a flight of stairs. Not, no problem no. with the that. The death of LeBron. You- you killed my hamster, LeBron. Yeah. There was also, I can't remember what transpires, but my notes, after he filled up the boob, he must have yelled at her for not let, or whatever, but I was like, who cares if, if you love her and she doesn't love you back? Like, I was like, ah! Well, wow. well what, what, start, what happened first in that moment, the first break ah. that we see between the two of them is Luke uh, is very visibly aroused from touching her boob because Garrett points at his dick and like, hey, man, look. And he's clearly embarrassed that he's got like look at that look at that one he's got full wood from this and that's when they first start kind of shoving it's just i thought that the dynamic between the two of them again felt pretty accurate to me like these felt like two two uh, 12 year old friends who are 
just kind of a mess. Um, this is the opposite of good boys, basically. Those kids, their their friendship was solid. This friendship is on thin ice from the get-go. This is bad boys. Yeah. yeah no, this, this is, this is this not is bad boys. Bad, bad boys is a masterpiece. Yeah, it's true. Um, so Ricky comes over. Ricky is Ashley's boyfriend. Um, he, he comes over because we find out Luke called him or texted him and told him to come over. Um, he was supposed to come over. Then Ashley was like, well, you can't cause I'm babysitting. Well, let's just put a pin in that. Pin in that. So yeah, Ricky comes over because Luke texts him from yeah. what phone? The, the phone that was in the fish tank. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Remember that. Remember yes. that. Yes. Remember he, he so, had access to this phone and was able to text Luke, but mm-hmm. later on, just say, just remember that when it comes Here. to Jeremy later, he had access to her phone to get Ricky there. I, I, some, I don't know where you're going. Phone so I'm, I'm, I'm interested to find out. I, I must oh, have I'll just tell you now. So you know where I'm going When it comes time to get Jeremy to come over, he calls Jeremy from the house phone and tries to talk to Jeremy when it's just like, if you're able to text fucking Ricky and you have her phone, just fucking text it. You don't need to be talking to Jeremy right That's now. That's true. Text her from That's text true. him from her phone. Yeah. And just get it like it was just there are like little yeah. things where it's like, oh, this gun isn't loaded, but that one is. Or like in this situation I could do this, but in this this situation I can't. And I was just like, pick I was, uh, I was trying thread. to think back to see if there was a, a part where her phone got like damaged or something. And no, that didn't happen. So you're right, you're right. Um so Ricky shows up. Uh, I thought the shot of him in the family room where you can see her through the kitchen door, like struggling to get free. I thought that was well done suspense. Like he's, he's feet away from finding out what's going on. You as the viewer can see both him and her in the same frame. And because these kids kind of figure out a, a terrible ruse to keep him out of the kitchen, like she's not found. I, I always appreciate in like a suspense movie the very near miss where it's like oh you were you were right there you just couldn't you would have, have some away. pizza like what? right oh, and and because he's a teenager who will they'll eat anything he's pizza. yeah he's, pizza. he's immediately distracted well yeah. and and then they come out with well she's here but she doesn't want to see you because she doesn't feel good because she has menstrual cramps and then Garrett's dumbass swings in with she also has <laughs> diarrhea. <laughs> I'm just like, yeah, that's that's peak nervous tween behavior. That's the thanks, Garrett. Appreciate it, Garrett. Ramble. Yeah. I, I had I it don't all covered. Here. Started yelling at him. You can; those things are not mutually exclusive. Yeah, they, they can well, happen. But, but he doesn't know that he's a twelve-year-old kid. Like okay. he, he does not know what there. I think in this moment, what made this work for me was when Ricky shows up. He's like, okay, listen, I'm not going to come in. Please at least give her these flowers. And like the door gets opened up enough to let the flowers get in. He so effortlessly pushes past this kid. I'm like, yeah, you can overpower the both of them. So I think in this moment, they're like, if he sees her, we're going to get beat the fuck up. Like at yeah. a minimum, he's going to savage us because he's way bigger and stronger than us. True. So I think, mm-hmm. yeah, they were just like, I'm, I'm, very, I'm afraid of this guy. Uh, then you get the baseball bat. Um, again another put a flag in here because we're getting darker in his psychosis he's upstairs with Ricky trying to distract him from getting to Ashley you see him go into uh, his bedroom and he's kind of 
out of focus. The focus is on Ricky. You just kind of see him go into his bedroom and come back out. He brains this dude in the back of the head with a baseball bat. Yeah. And then does a real creepy little dance <laughs> afterwards. He's, he's creep it. dancing. Like it's it. Michael Madsen. It's, it's Virginia Madsen's brother, Michael Madsen. Michael Madsen. Are they really bro. siblings? I have no idea. I'd probably I'd not. Not. <laughs> last name, maybe. I, I'm going to look it up right now, but. Oh, I, I hope so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's. Yes. That's, it's basically what he was doing walking away. So he didn't cut off an ear. He just bashed but, some dude in the head with some, with a aluminum bat. With aluminum that was, bat. That was not. But again, I think, you know. I don't, I don't. I didn't love it. I didn't love it. I was like, I don't like this choice. I think this bat shit's ridiculous. Oh, Michael like Madsen, brother. Whoa. Right. So what you're, what you're saying is, what you're saying is, you think this bat shit is bat shit. Gotcha. Um, <laughs> this is bat shit. So, yeah. <laughs> so after this, uh, they get into a physical altercation because the dude is somehow hit in the head with a bat and not unconscious. He's yeah. like hurt a little bit, mm-hmm. and he pops up. And of course, again, because he's way bigger and stronger, he easily overpowers Luke in a fist fight, is getting ready to beat Luke to death with the bat. Um, Luke stabs him in the cheek with a pencil. That The pencil was, again, set up in the beginning. We are led to believe that Luke sleepwalks. And so they put the pencil on the doorknob of his door when he goes to bed so that they'll know if he sleepwalked when he gets up. I think is what it was. I don't think it was like to lock the door. I think no. it was like if if the if the pencil moves and falls off, then we know that he was up walking around in the middle of the night. I'm not sure why that matters to the mom that he's been right. sleepwalking, but like it does for whatever reason. Well, they gave um, you about three seconds on the pencil. Like, yeah, they zoom, they zoom in that pencil. Oh, well, they, so important. They also put it under the rug. So yeah. I went, okay, why are we putting the pencil on the rug? And then I also said, so many things to keep track of. The spider, the pencil, the washer and dryer. The oh, yeah. They just like linger on things. Like, well, what? it's a clue game. It's a clue game. It's a clue game. It's clue. Yeah. Well, they, they put the pencil under the rug because the mom was like, hey, what Luke doesn't know won't hurt him. And I think it was like, he's embarrassed that he sleepwalks. So we put, put back in the pencil. drawer. Well, put sure. back in the drawer. Yeah, just go get a pencil. Is that what I told her? But yeah, yeah. It's, it's like we have it here so that we can put a it pencil. there and he won't know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> People so, have writing utensils and elements all over their home. Who gives a fuck this is where true. it is? This is sure. true. Uh, yeah. so, so Garrett pops up with the shotgun and basically like commands Luke or commands Ricky to get down on his knees. Then Luke hits him in the back of the head with a baseball bat. And then now he's also tied up with Ashley. So now it's the two of them held hostage here. Um, Luke right away wants to watch them have sex, so he's also a beta male cuck, just like his dad. Turns out, um, which also makes no sense because you no, have to none. fucking untie them. Oh, you're right. Yep. Because they are both no, duct taped to chairs. You can't. I fuck actually thought for through. a second. I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> Chair did not did not even occur. Chair and yeah, yep. I'm doing weird things. Weird Dude. things with my hands. No it way. Did not occur to me. I'm just well, like this kid's a zero. Yeah, even like chair on top. No, there's. You got to cut a hole in that chair. I aimed it out up here, and uh, no way, not yeah, gonna happen. No. I ripped out the dry erase board. I telestrated it. It's just not. So say he's like sixty degrees over to the right. No. Okay. Okay. Wouldn't, it's not wouldn't work. have worked. Wouldn't it's not have worked. Work. Um, well, and then it's also fucked up on another level where you're like, oh, he's a creep. But then the other more messed up level is, you know, she's a virgin. So like, if he really oh, yeah. wanted, well, he didn't. To push he didn't believe to... her. No, no, no. no, no, no. I think he knew though, because like even 
Because the way Ricky was like, oh, man. Like, no, well, I think that that's like another made. layer of creepiness of like, yeah, no fuck. Let's have I, you guys fuck because you're I, a virgin. And now your first time is going to be nope. some little maniacs putting no, no, a gun no, no, in no, your no. head. Okay, Dana. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 oh, Dave loves it. I did not get that from this. I think he thought that she was lying during Truth or Dare when she said that she was a virgin. So he's like, uh-huh. I want to watch you guys fuck because you guys fuck all the time anyway. And then Ricky didn't say anything. I mean, he's like, at that point, he's like, oh, shit, you really are a virgin? I think at that moment, he kind of realized he was, he was off on kind of the wrong track there. Oh, um, no, I thought he, like, that's what made him go like, yeah, this is the better idea because you're a virgin. I don't know. I, Again, I, maybe I the wish, creepy movie I'm writing. Movie. The yeah, creepy that's, movie that's that I'm creepier. That's putting together that's a lot right. creepier uh we have another we have another home alone uh, homage here with the paint can do they say home alone in the movie yeah we're we just supposed to know no they no say they, they say it a couple times because in the very okay. beginning okay. They, they're talking about home alone him and his friend and he's like no 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 like remember in home alone in know, home alone yeah okay. well, and then then when they do this thing they they have ricky tied to a chair take him into the foyer and you see luke uh, running get some paint like a can of paint and a rope and he asks um garrett like how to tie whatever kind of a knot like a sheep's head knot or whatever when they were in scouts wait can we really point out that like yeah. the reason why he's like or, or his justification for now um, why ricky has to die it's insane it's so insane please yeah. Please. So okay, okay. So Garrett, twelve-year-old Garrett, we set up in the beginning has a joint that his brother gave him for the night. Mm-hmm. Uh, he decides to spark up this joint at like the most inopportune time because he's stressed. His he is best stressed. friend is, he is like stressed. kidnapping people and murdered LeBron the hamster. Listen, That's a big, I, LeBron Hames, yeah. Le- LeBron right. Hams. Okay. I will say, I I personally have stress smoked weed over way 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 less stressful stuff than this like this i get why he wants to toke up right now um Mm -hmm. but luke panics that the house is gonna smell like weed which like from one joint mm, i mean it depends on how long before the parents get back but like i i get being a 12 year old and panicking over that sure um so to cover it up they force ricky to smoke some weed so I guess he can have the weed in his system. So when they do the tox report, they'll go, oh, that's what the house smelled like weed. You're doing a lot of work to cover up your friend having a few of a joint. Um, so they, they decide to, they drag him into the foyer. Um, he's tied up to the chair here. This is kind of the big moment where Luke goes from being a kid who's like in over his head to being a full psycho killer, qu'est-ce in this moment. Like he's... He, we, he, he asks how to tie this knot and Ricky goes to get like, what the fuck is he doing? And Garrett's like, I don't know what the fuck he's doing. And then all of a sudden paint can comes swinging down at like 90 mm-hmm. miles per hour and just barely misses. They're freaking out right now. They're really trying to convince him not to do it. Uh, in this moment, Ashley has freed herself from the chair. She had a shard of glass from like a broken bottle that she used to cut herself free. She comes running out with the gun and Which then, takes entirely too long. It takes yes, entirely too long. Yes. Like, anyway, the tape is pretty going. tough stuff, but it does take her a long time to saw through it with this glass. She's like one piece left, and it yeah. still takes her. You, she has a free point, hand, and it right. takes her longer to dig herself out with a free hand than it did... I don't know. Anyway, sorry. At that point, just like use your leg and help push, get some tension on it. It'll break yeah. by itself. It's yeah. already... The yeah. integrity is already gone. Yeah. Um, 
but she runs out with the gun, tells him to drop the paint can. He's like, okay, and then lets it go. And I thought these were two of the better shots in the movie. Um, first, the shot with all the yellow paint on the floor and then like the red from his blood falling into it. I thought that was a pretty well done, you know, cinematographer mm. shot. Then they have a shot from above where you see the floor of the foyer and there's two huge streaks of yellow paint with like a big gap in the middle from where the chair was. I'm like, that's, this is a striking visual for me. Um, but yeah, Luke runs downstairs, very excited that Ricky's whole head exploded um, when the paint can hit it. Cause they had a bet over whether or not the paint can would knock you back in the chair, a la Joe Pesci, or whether your head would explode. Turns out your head explodes. Mm-hmm. Um, then the last part of the second act here is Jeremy coming over. Jeremy is Ashley's ex. Um, I like this guy. This guy's like acting. Home, I bought it. Pictures. Yeah, yeah. man. Jeremy. Yeah. Love Jeremy. <laughs> Jeremy Spogan. Jeremy yeah. comes over. Um, I get sued. So, so yeah, Jeremy comes over because Luke calls him and basically tells him like Ashley wants to get back together with him. Jeremy is top-notch teenage dirtbag. Shows up, mm-hmm. psyching himself up in the car while drinking a bottle of beer. He has on a dollar sign cap with a gigantic dollar sign embroidered onto the cap. Uh, If you're trying to think of who he looks like, remember that meme of uh, Scumbag Steve? Because he looks just like Scumbag Steve. Uh, Dana, you look confused. Do a Scumbag Steve. I'll post that in our our Facebook group. That's what he looks like. He he looks like that kind of a shitty dude. Oh, yeah. Um, Yeah, that's that's his general look. Um, So... In this moment, he gets in, he gets to the backyard because Luke tells him to go around back. Luke meets him back there and has him write uh, an apology note to Ashley. He's like, well, she wants to get back together with you, but you have to apologize first and it has to be in writing. And so he writes like, dear Ashley, I'm sorry, because <laughs> he's a dumbass. <laughs> he's like, well, that's all you're going to write? So then he convinces him to like really write an elaborate note that now he's going to try to like dress up as a suicide note, which- yeah. They show us and I'm like, yeah, I, I guess they might fall yeah. for that. It could have been um, more. Have you seen Heather's, the notes that oh those God. people wrote? Jesus. Yeah. We've all seen Heather's. I know. Um, if you listen to the pod, you've seen Heather's. <laughs> yeah. But I'm just saying. <laughs> Listeners, you know Heather's. Um, so yeah, he's writing this note. He's sitting on like a swing in the backyard under a tree. He's writing this note. And as he gets to the end of it, he looks up and realizes Luke is not there anymore. Luke, like a ninja, slips a noose over his head and is on the riding mower. He uses the riding mower to like, I guess, pulley system the noose up over the tree branch. Yeah. That was a good hanging scene. That was better than the hanging that was in uh, urban legend. Like I thought this was, this was a solid hanging. Um, He also does at some point, like loosen it and then drive forward. Yeah. Try to make yeah. the next. Somebody's getting around the neck here, and then they're like, "No, let's keep you yeah, jerk yeah. even farther up, and let's make sure that it gets the job done." Jesus. He really gets him. He tries to make Jeremy into the big scapegoat. I'm not sure how his mind thinks this is really going to work. Yeah. Like, I think his mind says Jeremy shows up to get Ashley back, yeah, and flies into a fit of rage and Home Alone's Ricky, and then kills himself in the backyard. Kills everybody, and then comes in the backyard. It's like. I love yeah. you. I miss you. Yeah. Oh no, I'm dead. 
Yeah. Kills, yeah. That's exactly what he thinks. Yeah, kills yeah. Ricky, kills Ashley, then kills himself, I think is what it's it's a it's a the 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 weakest moment in his planning is this particular plot. This is not a good plot. Yeah. But this yeah. is this is he's twelve, so this is how mine works. Then we head into the third act. The third act is when things just really truly do go off the fucking rails here. Um while this is happening in the backyard, Ashley is in there tied up in Christmas lights now. Uh, she tried to escape. She really didn't make it out. Like she, it's got to be so hot, man. The, oh, it's got to be hot. All those lights. Oh, it's got to be so hot. Yeah. Oh, no. She escaped. And then um, I think, did, was that Garrett or was that Luke that threw the brick and hit her in the back of the head and knocked her out right in front of the carol singers? Because yes. uh, Garrett was chasing her. But then Garrett's uh, high ass fell down trying to climb over the fence. So somebody hits her in the back of the head with a, with a, a brick right behind the Christmas carol singers who don't hear her because they're singing too loudly. They're a wassailing. Which is weird that the brick, because the brick is inside upstairs on the yeah, second floor. That's, that's not a light brick. So this kid is trying to run holding a brick in the snow. Yeah, it it's a bit. Is it upstairs? Yeah, because sure? they threw yeah. it to the upstairs no, window. No, uh, threw it to the upstairs window, but Garrett brings it downstairs. Or did he bring it downstairs? Look, look what it says on the other side. Yeah, the, oh, the, the brick says, if you, you leave, leave, you die or some yeah, shit, you right? Leave, you leave, you die. So this is yeah. in the house. Okay, um, fair enough. Yeah, so... So there's the brick movement, so we can establish that. Everybody, okay, thank you. It's important. We, we, it's the brick's downstairs now, guys. Yeah, thank you. Okay. The brick, the brick integrity has been yeah. established here. So, yeah, so Ashley is alone with Garrett. She appeals to his humanity, really does a good job, I think, of being like, dude, you're not this kid. Like, you can't, this is not you, this is not what you're like. Um, this is probably the third or fourth time that somebody has pointed out to him that his best friend is a psychopathic killer. Like, mm-hmm. over and over again, people are like, why do you hang out with this kid? Like, he, you're, you're not like this. This is not you. Um, so for the briefest of moments, it does feel like we're going to see Garrett be the hero and rescue her. And then what happens? Uh, y'all Luke shoots Garrett with the shotgun. Um, this was like a genuine sudden shock to me. Yes. This was very, I was like, yeah. whoa, whoa, <laughs> yes. whoa, whoa. Also it's loud. How did it's nobody hear loud. it? Well, and they make a big deal 10 seconds before about you, can't, you will not the, so the wassailing, but you can't yell in the backyard because the neighbors will hear you is what Jeremy he tells Jeremy. And then he has the riding mower on. So they're going to hear that. Um, but yeah. But he, then I think they do also say the neighbors are out of town. So it's like a lot of like. Yeah. He shoots know. him. He legit cougar magnums this guy. Garrett yeah. flies 40 fucking feet. He gets Wild. shot and he's in another room. <laughs> He gets blown out of the room. Garrett's death. That was a oh. belly wound, man. Oh, belly wound. Death. First, first on a belly wound, and he's just like, he's he's I'm just di- I'm, I'm dying, dying bro. I'm, I'm dying, dying, bro. I'm dying. And then I he goes, I, like, yeah, I felt bad for him because like the whole <laughs> time he really does give the feeling of like he's in way over his head mm-hmm. and just being dragged along for the ride, like. I, I want to leave so many times and just can't find a way to escape. It's especially dark because he was killed not because he was like not on board for the rest of the ride, but because he touched Ashley. I think he like kissed her on the cheek when he's like, like, we're going to get you out of here, sweetheart, kind of a thing. And then he says, yeah, I, I want my mom. And before he finishes the word mom, head blowed off. Uh, Luke at this point screams fuck you about 45 times and then immediately turns says I was getting tired of you anyway 
I'm like, you were annoying me anyway. You made me do. He said, you made me do yeah. this. Look what you made you me You made do. me do this. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Look what you made me do. Yeah. Look what you made me yeah. do. That's a song, um, right? It, yeah. It's, is it a song? Yeah, I think it's, it's around Grande. I think so. Um, yeah, sure. Yeah, it's it's one of those. Selena Gomez, somebody. Um, so, yeah. He, he kills his best friend. Kind of has a freak out. Then he goes and sits with Ashley. In this moment, Ashley realizes he was never going to let her go anyway. Like, I think she mm. was like, you were never going to let me go. And he's like, yeah. That's when she's fully wrapped in the Christmas lights. And yeah. that face, I'm like, that's someone who it's, has given up. Himself to death. Just, yeah. Uh, again, another good shot in this movie. I thought it was a nice shot where you see she's in like profile. Luke is talking to her um, about like how his mom used to rock him to sleep and does it anymore. Now he can't sleep at night and blah, blah, blah. She like, I don't even think she blinks. I just think she has simultaneous one tear from each eye, big ass mm-hmm. tears, just like all of a sudden. Cause she's like, yeah, he's going to kill me. This is it. He just murdered his best friend. He's killed two other people tonight. Um, he's going to murder me next. And so she, I think in a moment of trying to like have some control over the end of her life here says that she knows exactly why his mom stopped rocking him to bed at night. And like that, I'm assuming it's because she's like, yeah, your mom knows you're a fucking psycho. Mm. She never explains it. She clams up, doesn't say another word to him. And it did feel like she was trying to kind of take control, which is a ballsy move knowing you're getting ready to die. Uh, He knifes her through the side of the neck, which I I was genuinely surprised he actually did it. I didn't think. Yeah. Was it what's up there? The carotid, your carotid, Muslim. yeah, 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 your carotid artery, yeah. And oh, are you really? He, like, I immediately went. There's like, there's no way he gets out of this without, without killing everyone. Yeah. Well, I, I, I thought he was gonna kill her. I didn't think he was gonna kill her in that moment. I thought he was gonna yeah. like leave her there to like stew in it, and think on it, and then he was gonna come back and give her like one last chance with the shotgun or some other way to kill her. But yeah, mm. through the neck, gives her a kiss on the head, says good night. And then we see him trying to cover all of his tracks. Uh, he pins all the blame on Jeremy. He puts some paint on Jeremy's hand to explain that he killed Ricky. Dana? He did it out of order. Why would you put paint on someone's hand first? Like, does it matter? Does oh, it no. Matter? He, yeah, he put the paint on his hand first. So then when he touches the shotgun and the, the knife, he's got painty handprints on it. But if you, I feel like if you just want to get them fingerprints on there, just kind of... Just do it. Well, but in yeah, reality, and then just wipe some paint on it. You know, but like. He, but I, if he did, if this is really the way that it went down, he would have killed Ricky did. before he killed Ashley. You know what he yeah. did? He would have killed yeah. Ricky before he killed Ashley. Um, How long does it take paint to dry? The I just was like, get get, get them an fingerprints good on that. Like get yeah, get, that's get fair. Clean <laughs> fingerprints. That's fair. And uh, then he, go back with some. He's paint a twelve-year-old dumbass. He has no. No, he's mind. not. He's a he's a calculated <laughs> killer. Is what we're met, led to believe. Two things can be true. Um, no. He's good at killing yeah. and not good at anything else. Um, no, he thinks yeah. he's a genius. Okay. Anyway, uh, he he puts some paint on Jeremy's hand. Puts the prints on the knife and the gun. I don't know how he was planning on explaining the riding mower aspect of Jeremy's hanging. <laughs> like that seems a little bit tricky to figure he leaves out. Leaves a lot of like snowy footprints. Everyone. Yeah, that's true. I, I, I'm hope. Uh, well, if 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 he was trying to be like, yeah, well, I'll pull him up higher so you can just think that he put the noose around his neck and then stood on the swing and then 
just swung. Guess, you have to cut him down though, because the the rope is still attached to the riding mower. I was a little bit confused by that part of his plan. Uh, <sighs> he would reposition the catapult, which I thought yeah. no one's even gonna think about that, but he did that. Um, then we see him, and this is I think I think the last Home Alone montage or uh, homage we get. He's in the bathroom. He thinks everything is great. Like he's brushing mm-hmm. his teeth. He's got his jammies on. He's there's a, a fun song playing in the background, and then the music suddenly stops, and he goes, "Oh no, the pencil! The pencil! The pencil! The pencil! Help me! The pencil!" It's just very much like you know, Home Alone. Put on the aftershave and scream in the mirror. Um, sure. Yeah, same, same, same kind of feel. So he runs and grabs a pencil, jams it in Jeremy's face hole where the pencil was, and then drops that in the paint. So now he's got it's a different pencil. Um, as calculating as he is, I'm a little bit surprised he didn't have a plan for the pencil guard by the door thing. Um, number one, two parts. Number one, I'm surprised he didn't have a plan for it. Number two, I don't know how he knows about it. Because if they put the pencil in the door when he goes to sleep, I don't, I don't know that he would know that it's there every night. He probably like heard his parents talking about it. Could have been. Like, it, it, it doesn't make like, any sense. Like, who cares? Like, are you trying to be alerted to the fact that he like is sleepwalking or do you just want to know if he sleepwalked? Because if you want to be alerted mm-hmm. to it, you put like a bell. Yeah, you put a bell around his neck. They they talk about, um, there's a moment where they talk about the sleepwalking where he says that Garrett snuck out of his house one time and that to cover for Garrett, he made up this sleepwalking thing. And like, oh, no, they got ah. caught stealing out of his mom's wallet. Oh, is that what it was? Something like that. Okay. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. He, but he, he doesn't actually sleepwalk. He used this as another lie to get out of some shit. Um, and so, yeah, he's probably got some kind of an idea that they're doing this or what have you, but regardless, he tries to do it from inside the room, which obviously you can't fucking do. Um, so then he has to scramble across the roof as his parents are, are pulling up to the house. He's again, this is not even, you know, uh, no screen nineties. This is no screen 20 teens. Um, he's he leaves from i think his parents bedroom to go across the roof to get to his bedroom climbing through the window there uh his parents are pulling up he's damn near caught multiple times just knocking down all manner of reindeer and candy cane on the roof but poor david putty is too busy being hassled by his wife that he doesn't realize what's happening on the rooftop at all um he gets back into his room gets in bed pulls the blanket up um then he like jumps up to turn on the sound machine, which nothing is creepier than the womb sound on your sound machine. Like my, my kid's got a sound machine. We just put on the white noise. He likes that. But like the interior of a womb sound effect, I, I don't know who that's for. Other than like a legit newborn. <laughs> like that's well, I think it's because he, it's his mom. He doesn't get his mom stopped holding him yeah. at a young age. Yeah. But there's also a thing of like he takes a pill, which I'm like, Unless he's already swapped out all of the sleeping pills, his mom said earlier in the film that they give him. Yeah. Taking a sleeping pill at that point, you're going to be out in 30 minutes, bro, unless he's yeah. built up a tolerance. I don't know. I, have, I it don't seemed, know. Hopefully, like he's, again, I would love to know, are those placebos? What's going on with that? It seems like an interesting choice. It's a sugar pill. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So, he's laying in bed. They have a shot that's very similar to me uh, to the shot from Hereditary, which I didn't, I didn't like Hereditary. I know it gets a lot of praise for a horror yeah. movie. There's a shot where um, the, the main male character is laying in bed and you just hear 
like downstairs in the next morning, his mom like wake up and start screaming hysterically because of a horrifying thing that she is looking at. Um, uh, this was similar to that. Like you, he's in bed for a couple of seconds. You hear the parents come in and it's just like wild screaming and like panic screaming. It gets closer because the mom is obviously like running to his room to make sure that he's okay. She pops in. She's cradling him. He's smiling. He's happy. He feels like everything has gone great. And then you hear distant voice, paramedic yell, this one's still alive. Now, this one's still alive. Now, we don't know which one it is necessarily. It's probably not Jeremy who would no, have, really? have hypothermia. You, you really had no idea who could still well, be alive? I, I, I figured it was. You know, There's the one with the no brain, the one who got choked in the backyard, or the one who or got the other one with shotgun no twice. Yeah. <laughs> who do you think still? Or the uh, final girl. The final girl. It's a horror movie. The final, final girl. girl. Um, so yeah. Go. So it turns out Ashley is still alive because she yeah. duct tape that had been over her mouth to cover her neck wound. I don't know that that would work. We should probably you know get MythBusters on that. But yeah, she she's covered up her wound with a duct tape, which has been enough to keep her alive. Yeah. Luke has a pretty solid oh shit face, like when he realized this is what's going on. Um, you know, it, it's it's really kind of shatters his world because he did think that everything had gone according to plan. Which, like, yeah, maybe for tonight, like yeah. give give any cop thirty seconds, they're gonna put it on you. But sure, in the moment, yeah. you think you got away with it. Um, there's like a very slow pan out from the window as he and his mom are like in the window looking out. Ashley gives him the finger while being like placed into the back of the ambulance uh, on life support as the... I can only imagine that EMT being like, who's she? <laughs> right? What, what are you doing? What the fuck? What? I'm what? trying to save I'm, your life. I'm saving your life. It wasn't subtle. And it wasn't, it wasn't like mean? brief. You're such he a meanie right now. Yeah. I'm going to put you, I'm going to put you in the back now. I'm mad at you now. Yeah. I'm going to put you yeah. in the back. No, no, no painkillers for you from now yeah. on. Oh. Um, you will ride in silence. Right. And that's, that's how the movie, that's how the movie ends is like with the camera panning out, his mom being relieved that Ashley's alive and him being like, well, I guess that's the end of me. Um, did you guys tune into the mid credit scene? Sure did. Okay. I didn't the first time because I think my son was waking up right when the movie ended and it's like, all right, let me go get him from his nap and blah, blah, blah. There's a mid credit scene. Um, it's very short. It's legitimately one, two sentences. Luke is standing there in the room by himself, talking to his mom, obviously, and says, hey, mom, I'm really worried about Ashley. I think we should go to the hospital, which like leads me to believe he's going to try to murder her in the fucking hospital. Like, good luck, yeah. man. Nice oh. fucking try. Got a couple yeah, of security, man. Yeah, can... Weird things happen in the hospital. Just yeah. get like a... Sur- I get a syringe be like here's some air into your into your body see what happens i'm sure he's got all sorts of ideas yeah get some cyanide and hope nobody has that gene where they can smell bitter almonds there it is give that a shot but yeah yeah uh so that's that's how the movie ends um i'm sorry you guys did not like it because i really fucking did i had a lot of i don't even even feel bad about it hey we all you know outside providence is a movie i've made everybody watch um, and uh, 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 you, you still enjoy The Outsiders. I thought Outsiders. <laughs> oh, we need to follow watch up the, on that. <laughs> the extended version. You watch the extended version, the first 20 minutes, blows your fucking mind. I'm man. about doing that. Okay, fine. Whatever. <laughs> I'll take your word for it. That's like your choice, man. Yeah. yeah. There it's you just go. like your opinion, enjoy. man. Yeah. And, and, and I'm trying to think, like, I'm not trying to be, like, totally rude. Like, I watch bad movies. I watch, like, 
that freaky movie where oh Vince Vaughn and, and, and that teenage girl Vince swap Vaughan. bodies. Yeah, yeah. thought yeah. it was great. Wow, wow. had a good time. This not so much. I I just so I, really I will watch it. bad movies. The Rocks movie where gorillas and alligator rampage. Oh, Rampage, sure. Love Rampage, that film. I even Love saw it. Red Notice. I, I, was fine. I watched part of it, it and then fell asleep. Yeah, I fell asleep for Red Notice. So, like, uh, I don't mind a bad movie. It's just. I love a bad movie. I don't think this is a bad movie. The critics okay. enjoyed it. Dave Sherman That's loved this. I. I don't Very think well. this is. I love a bad movie. I've. I think I might have mentioned on this podcast before. You guys need to watch Governor Gabby because that movie is fucking hilariously terrible. It's so uh, bad. It's like the room, only like well lit and like light hearted. Basically, it's the room if the room thinks it's a comedy. Basically. She wants to open a bakery, but she's <laughs> yeah. also the governor, California. Yeah, she's trying to enter a bake off, and somehow she puts her name into the wrong like jar that makes her a write-in candidate for governor of oh. California and enough people somehow find out that she's governor now. Oops, hey, oops. Hey. It's, it is oopsie, so oopsie. bad. I yeah. might watch that tonight. Um, no, but you, what, you shouldn't. No. I might. One of the things we like to do on this pod is take a look at a minor character and find out this movie was the start of big things, the peak of their whole career. So it's time for the IMDb deep dive. Uh, again, Dana spoiled it a little bit earlier. Not bad. Well, it's 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 not really your fault. It's tough this week because it's a very small cast. There really aren't any minor characters, and they're all Australian. So, like, they have a lot of credits that never made it to the states, which doesn't make for a great deep dive. Plus, this movie's only five years old. So, like, a lot of these actors are still pretty young and pretty early in their careers. Um, that said, we're gonna go with I believe we've said it's Decray Montgomery. Daker, sure. Dacre, whatever it is. Dacre. Yeah, Dacre. Um, Dacre. He plays Jeremy. Uh, I did not recognize him in this role. I've, I've seen him in the other thing that he's done. I did not recognize him from this role at all. I think because he had that hat on and his hair is a very big part of his character. Um, but yeah, he, yeah he's got his lips. Like could have his mouth. Could have been. But he, he has a total of 12 credits, which doesn't sound like a whole lot considering you know he's kind of blowing up right now this was his fifth mm. um this was his first credit that wasn't either a short film or a music video so like, this is his, yeah. his his real film debut his next film role after this was as the red ranger in the 2017 power rangers movie which i didn't even know existed until i went to the imdb and remember that elizabeth banks plays rita repulsa and brian cranston plays zordon in that movie oh, <laughs> so like you should watch that it was a. I completely forgot that was even a fucking thing. It's like that Ben Affleck movie Paycheck, where he did it for a paycheck. Yeah, they did it for a paycheck. Yeah, yeah. I think she directed it. I. Thought. I think she did. Really? I, I think uh-huh. she either directed or produced it. Yeah, one so of the two. Bigger paycheck. Go go, Power oh, Rangers. Yeah, Power Rangers. I never watched it. Yeah. Never got into Power Rangers. I had a a good Loved friend. It. Well, I shouldn't say I had a good friend. My mom had a a coworker whose son was a year younger than me. And so, of course, we had to be friends because our parents are good friends. Uh, his name was David Sadlacek. Don't know why I remember that one, but I do. Um, Dave, if you're listening, hey, thanks. Um, yeah, he was super into Power Rangers. And I go over to his house, and all he wanted to do was, like, watch Power Rangers and, like, Kung Fu fight. And I'm like, no. I'm a lot bigger than you. are going to get hurt. I'm way bigger than you. Can we just, like, draw? I want to draw instead, I think. What do you draw with so I don't know. I think I was like too old to be into Power Rangers. You for sure I was. I was, <laughs> I was too what? old. For it, so. I was like 
was like 12. It was uh, fine. You're a little bit too old. It was fine. Um, so he was in that. Uh, he was the male lead in the 2020 rom-com, The Broken Hearts Gallery. I do not want to watch this fucking movie. I read the synopsis and I'm uh, like, mm-mm, mm-mm. Nope. Um, he's probably most famous, as Dana said, for playing Billy Hargrove in Stranger Things. Uh, did not recognize him in the least at all. Like when I looked mm. up the, the deep dive, I'm like, oh shit, all right. Um, so yeah, it's fair to say this was like the start of big things for him, even though he's still early in his career. It, it, he's, he's done a lot, a lot of things and it seems like he's kind of on an upward trajectory still. So, you know. Yeah, he's going to be in that. Dachre. He's going to be in that Baz Luhrmann monstrosity, yeah. the uh, Elvis oh, picture that he's going to make. Yeah, he which, is. Hey, if it's like Moulin Rouge with a lot of a lot of music, a lot going on, really really artsy, I don't know. Who knows? Who fucking knows with this kid? Um, <laughs> so yeah, so so that's Dachre. Uh That does bring us to the end of the episode, and just like the end of the school, it's Dika. It's D- D- <laughs> Again, very sorry to the Friday Night White Night Listen I'm to their trying. podcast. Their podcast is fun. It's it's they they get drunk on wine and just talk about like a random um, topic. The most recent one was about like how fucked up English language is. Um, so yeah, it's it, they're they're a fun a fun podcast if you enjoy just you know some some lighthearted conversation. I would say like aluminum, aluminium. Yeah, uh, this is great. Not not that they, the one that got me. The one that got Z me. versus Z. Yeah, we, we can have these combos. This is, this is, is it, good stuff. The one that got me, there's a place in uh, the UK, I don't know if it's in Wales or in England, uh, called Torpenhow Hill. And Torpenhow Hill, if you translate it, literally means hill, 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 hill. Uh, Tor is is old Norse for hill. Pen is old, um, is Welsh for hill. How is old English for hill. And then hill is hill. So they just kept on, they kept on renaming it depending on who owned this little piece of land. So it's Torpenhow Hill means hill, 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 hill. So that sounds like some, that sounds like some bullshit, like old scholarly humor. Like, oh, see what we did there? We, yeah, we, we just, renamed this place. We just keep on renaming oh, it. Was, yeah. It was Tor, then it was Torpen, then Torpenhow, then Torpenhow Hill. So there's that. Um, yeah. So there's only two survivors in this movie. It's going to be quick this week. Um, Ashley is most likely to be the focal point of an episode of My Favorite Murder, which will totally blow Georgia's mind. Like, Georgia, Karen will tell this story, and Georgia's going to have a lot of gasps, I think, as it goes along the way. (gasps) (gasps) What? (gasps) Uh, Yeah. And Luke is most likely to be released from prison after five years because he's the cherubic son of rich white suburban parents. He'll go to college still. Like, this is not going to impact his life in the least bit. He is rather apple cheeked. You're correct. Yeah, it's just it kind of reminds me of cher- cherubic. cherubic. Oh my God. There's a movie <laughs> that like could fit our parameters that would show you how to do this well. You ever you ever watch Primal Fear? Yeah, uh, I'm aware of it. I've, I've, I've seen it once, a very long time ago. I did. I didn't do it. Oh boy, that's, the, that's, that's my ignorant impression. So yeah. I mean, it gives a verbal kit. What is it? Ver- verbal kit. I was gonna say Ver- it's suspects. a verbal kit with uh, I forgot his name in the movie, but Richard Gere's fantastic. It's a good movie. Yeah. Everybody check it out. 
There's also yeah. there's a my my favorite verbal Kent thing is there's a rapper named Verbal Kent and I'm like that's a good rapper name. That's, <laughs> that's a really, really good. good rapper name. That's really yeah. good. I don't know yeah. his music, but I I hope he's lyrical because if he's a mumble rapper, I'm like, well, you've wasted Ugh. a great name that could have been for a Rude. good lyrical rapper. Um, this next movie is Dave's pick. Dave, what are you gonna watch next? Oh, going way back to 1998. This is the only Wes Anderson movie that I've never seen. Um, huh? Yeah, Jason Schwartzman, Bill Murray, Brian Cox, Olivia Williams. Okay. We're going to watch Rushmore. Yeah, we are. Talk about a good movie. And How have you never seen Rushmore? Rushmore. Oh Isn't that fucked up? Isn't that fucked up? I've seen Bottle Rocket. Life Aquatic. Skip I've Rushmore. never seen Rushmore. Dude, let me tell you. The first Wes Anderson movie I ever saw was Royal Tenenbaums. Um, and, and then I went back and watched Bottle Rocket. For whatever reason, Rushmore got past me. My you've fault. seen the Grand Budapest Hotel, and you sure have seen Rushmore. No, I, I can go even worse. No, what's the uh, what's the uh, Midnight, what's Midnight the Kingdom, train Moonlight one? Kingdom, whatever. Uh, moon, Moonlight, uh, Moonrise, Moonrise, Moonrise Kingdom. Kingdom. That's what's the, the what's, that. what's the one on the Me train too. in in uh, India called? Darjeeling Limited. Yeah, I Darjeeling saw that Limited. one. What Isn't the it? fuck? I, you I, saw I, Darjeeling Limited. Have you seen? I'm ashamed. Um, oh, you, you didn't see the news one. You saw the news one in the theaters. How sure have you did. not seen Rushmore? The French I'm dis- sorry. Dispatch. The, you I saw, saw the, the French Dispatch. dispatch in the Fantastic Mr. Fox. Did you want oh, Felsley? I did. <laughs> those those characters look a little bit too felty to me. I don't like felt. I, Isle I, of Dogs is good. I've stayed awake during Isle of Dogs. Isle of Dogs was great. I saw that. I think it was in Houston at at the time for. A baseball game. I'm like, I got some time to burn. Let's go watch uh, Isle of Dogs. Why not? I, I read a really long think piece about how it is exploiting Japanese culture for no reason, and I'm like, well, I can't watch it now. Yeah. So, hundred percent. So we'll watch this. I'm guessing it's great, just based on the poster. I mean, it's pretty. Bill I Murray, like Rushmore. Bill Murray yeah. looking fucking majestic. Yeah. Just yeah. behind Jason Schwartzman doing the power to yeah. the people. Yeah. I mean, that's that's we'll see graphic design. That's what that is. Yeah. All right. Well, good pick. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, that does it for this week's episode. Uh, if you like what you heard, be sure to subscribe, rate, leave us a five-star review. You can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Recapping Gown Pod. That is R-E-C-A-P-N-G-O-W-N-P-O-D. And join our Facebook group, the Recapping Gown Fan Club. We will keep the discussion going in there all week. Um, if you guys have any opinions or memories of this movie, we'd love for you guys to jump in and let us know what you think. But if you didn't like what you heard, to quote Garrett, If this is a prank, I'm going to kick you in the balls. Take it easy, millennials. We'll see you next week.